Welcome listeners, old and new, to the Life with a Side of Cancer podcast, where we discuss life as an entree with cancer on the side. My name is Vinny Sent. And I am Sierra Mist. And we are glad to have you at the table with us as we seek to elevate the young adult cancer community through conversation. Don't have time to sit and consume? Well, we deliver our content on social media. Just follow the links in the show notes, or you can find us on Instagram and Twitter by searching at cancer on the side. Either way, we are glad you're here and happy to serve you. So am I going to say welcome to World Cancer Day? You're going to say welcome, welcome to life with a side of cancer. Welcome. This is our first episode. Welcome. You can say whatever. Okay. I can say whatever I want. And see, yes. when I see a, a open space like this, I don't always know where to go. I can do whatever I want, but when there's so many options. But there also are very key things that should ground you, right? Like we are introducing and welcoming anybody who's tuning in to the first episode of our podcast. So we need to say that it is the podcast and that it is the first episode. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I need Sierra Miss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Hello, everyone, to the Life with a Side of Cancer podcast. This is our first episode. <laughs> Woo! All right. And um, we're for, very excited. We are so excited. And a little nervous, and but we're here. You're not going to know this because we're going to edit it out, but we actually just spent maybe like three minutes rambling. I spent. We're not going to edit this out. We're not going to edit <laughs> anything out, Sierra tells me. So we're going to be candid with you all. We're going to be so candid. You're going to wonder what is going on with us half of the time but that's how we like it we're quirky we're weird we're going to be ourselves absolutely and uh hopefully you'll enjoy it yeah um so um we are actually deciding um to um bring to you our podcast Mm -hmm. on world cancer day Mm -hmm. and i have some factoids do you want some factoids I do want some factoids because actually I had I had no real knowledge of World Cancer Day yeah. until recently. Cool. So, yeah, I would love to hear some factoids. What are some factoids about? Yeah, basically anybody who's listening, what you need to know about World Cancer Day. It is acknowledged on February 4th every year. Um, today it lands on a Tuesday. Uh, and there are themes that span over a couple of years. They used to just be once per year. But for example, 2016 through 2018 was a theme of we can and I can. And we're now heading into the span of 2019 through 2021. And the theme will be I am and I will. Um, we may dissect this a little bit and go <laughs> spread some branches and go rogue here. But um the main purpose of acknowledging World Cancer Day is to hold the space for raising awareness and how that looks like. It can be encouraging people to uh, acknowledge and make work within prevention, uh, to look for more detection opportunities, and to expand on treatment. Um, yeah, and that's the nuts and bolts I'll leave you with there. Maybe we'll give space for a whole episode to go into the whole history. But the factoids are that you should take away with you February 4th, prevention, detection, and treatment. And it can look however it looks for you. It doesn't need to be, I think that's the main reason why I'm really vibing with I am and I will. I am simply means 
I'm just here. I'm present. I'm taking up space. That doesn't mean any cancer person has to do anything to be an advocate. You living and having that experience is enough. Um, I just, I love that. I'm really vibing off of that. I used to be a total go, 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 do everything, burn out, burn out, burn out. And yeah, I'm leaning into I am. Now, so when did you first learn about World Cancer Day? Because I, I haven't mm. really been aware of that day. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's like Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. There's different um, times throughout the year where we acknowledge different types of cancers. When did you first become aware of, of that? This, <laughs> I'm foreshadowing, but this ties in perfectly into the episode. I found out because someone else tagged me in a post on... I want to say Instagram, and then now I get tagged on something in Facebook around it as well. Um, But that's how I found out. Someone simply tagged me in it, and I go, there's a day for this, right? Because I guess a couple years ago, there was all these days popping up, like Snow Globe Day and uh, Wear Yellow Shoe Day. Like very arbitrary Mm. days were popping up. I'm like, seriously, there's a day for everything. I get tagged in this. I'm pretty pumped about it because I didn't realize there was a social media campaign or uh, movement around just simply all cancers, right? And I went down the rabbit hole of the World Wide Web and started digging, and now I've been trying to do something around it every year, and it actually led to a friend of mine, uh, Jeannie and I, Jean Tonelli, and we now lead a fun run every year on World Cancer Day, and... um, it specifically is on either the weekend before or after just because of life. Um, you can't really do a fun run on a Tuesday at nine. But um, yeah, essentially that run is to also take up space. So we wear bright colored wigs and we run around a certain part of Brooklyn and we raise money for a cancer charity that year. This year we're doing Stupid Cancer. Um, that's my soundbite for wigging out run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and again, it can just be acknowledging that you had cancer or that you lost someone to cancer and holding the space to observe that and just sit with it. It doesn't, doesn't have to be a grandiose thing. That's again, I am and I will. I'm vibing, vibing. (laughs) I think the, one of the things that I take away from that is that there's so many different types of cancers and people who experience cancer Mm -hmm. um, from from children to old age mm-hmm. um, to young adults, mm-hmm. which we are, mm-hmm. and we were when we were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think World Cancer Day is definitely a moment where we can all acknowledge, hey, we're, doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum, we're here together spreading awareness about this, this disease and mm-hmm. how it impacts each of us in its different way. So it's definitely like a, it's almost like a unity day yeah, which I think is day. is a really cool thing to have, and everybody, everybody within that community definitely needs to have that day where, you know, no matter if you have thyroid cancer or mm-hmm. breast cancer, uh, or, or you're a caregiver of someone, or that, you know, of a child that maybe who had cancer, like you all have this day where you are um, talking about, you know, preventative measures and um, treatments and just different things that kind of go into the experience. So. Mm-hmm. or whatever it looks like for whatever you to it acknowledge looks like, it. Yeah. Whatever it looks like, and it all can, it all can come, come out on that day. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, so with that said, let's uh, jump into our show. Sierra, what is happening in your life right now? What's going on in my life right now? The biggest um, biggest adjustment is getting a new job. Started a new job mid-November, um, and that changed my you know, life balance, all that. Um, no longer working weekends, which leads to the other thing that's going on in my life right now, which is starting a podcast with you. What? I know. Crazy. How long have we been planning or wanting to do this? I don't know, girl. I feel like we've been planning since at least the springtime. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. In our minds, I feel like we've been plotting for a long time. But like officially, (laughs) we've been plotting since at least the springtime. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Hmm. Well... I've been doing a lot of reflecting on the space that I've kind of created in my life for being an advocate and a mentor. Mm -hmm. And it's been a very, I've I've had to exercise a lot of patience Mm -hmm. um, because I left my job about two months ago to really jump into this podcast and um, I'm also going to be mentoring at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia for a research study Mm -hmm. and when I first made the jump I had all this space and I didn't know what to do with it and I feel like now things are starting to pick up and happen we're here we're recording I'm excited and I actually got assigned my my mentee uh, over the last couple of days. So I'm really super excited to start up with that. Um, it's like a big brothers, big sisters program for, mm-hmm. for cancer patients at Children's Hospital. That's right. Um, so I'm super excited about that because it feels like I've, had, I've created all this space and now things are starting to happen within it. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can start to focus my attention on actually creating and, and being active in all the projects that I want to be active in. So... That's kind of where I'm at right now, and, and it feels good, and it's a little nerve-wracking, um, but we here, so. We here. Yes, we are. With the mics and everything. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's happening. We're doing it. Yeah, we are. So the word of the episode that um, we wanted to share with you today um, is the word cancerversary. Yes, it is. Uh, Sierra, what is a cancerversary to you? Yeah, uh, cancerversary is different for every person who's experienced cancer, as I've sort of shared with you before. Um, for me, it was the last day that I received uh, chemotherapy treatment. Some people will choose the day that they're officially in remission, or some people will choose you know, the day they're diagnosed. Um, depending on their diagnosis, um, this sort of date is a rally date for that person and inspires them or brings them hope. Um, anyway, cancerversary. So for me, mine is, like I said, my last day of treatment. And so that's coming up in March and it'll be my 10th anniversary of remission. Woo. March yeah. what? March 18th. March 18th. Mm-hmm. That's two weeks after my birthday. That's right. <clears throat> what about you? So in reflecting on my experience, which we'll dive into a little more later and in further episodes. Um, I actually don't really have a relationship with 
that word. And actually, it wasn't until I met you that I really ever heard of that word. And so because I don't have a relationship with that word, I actually don't have any specific dates <laughs> yeah. um, or, or really things to celebrate. I mean, I know the year. Um, I was diagnosed um, with leukemia in 2003. Mm-hmm. And so I finished treatment in 2004. Mm-hmm. And I graduated in 2005. So I know that 2008 was my five-year um, of being in remission. So that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge in terms of cancerversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what we're going on 2020, I guess it'll be my 16th year yeah. of being in remission. So I'll just generally celebrate a 16th year. We'll make it the entire year. Dude, total party. It's yeah. Be great. All right. Moving on to the main course yes. of the conversation. Yes, indeed. Mm. Get your napkins ready. Yeah. Oh, a quick pause. We're doing word of the episode to help include people who um, either have experienced cancer or not. And um, we'll explain that more in further episodes. But uh, yeah, just want everybody to be able to take nuggets with them away from each episode. You're going to hear a lot of food puns for sure. <laughs> and we are not shy about it. Nope. So like I said, moving on to our main course, our main conversation. So Sierra, tell me a little bit about your story. Great. Um, So my story uh, with cancer, I was at college at the time. Uh, So back when I was a sophomore um, at the University of Richmond, I was playing uh, Division I field hockey for the team. And... You know, every summer you would do trainings um, to get in shape, ready to roll before preseason. Um, And I came back and uh, had been struggling with the workouts all summer long and wasn't really an MO for me. Working out has been something that had been a part of my life um, for a while, um, but it slowly got harder and harder to complete them. So came back for preseason and one of our first tests, did not go well. And luckily the athletic trainer on staff um, for our team, she saw something was up right away and we started um, getting my blood tested and started you know, digging into the why of this young 19 year old not being able to complete a running test that she had done the year before multiple times. Shout out to Megan, uh, <laughs> formerly Megan Walsh. Um, so she was my angel, if you will, on site. And um, by, so that was in August. So by mid to late September, uh, after doing multiple tests and sort of working our way down and getting clear that it was some sort of cancer um, and a couple surgeries as well, um, led to my official diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma stage uh, 2,4B, um, mostly my lymph nodes all around my chest. Um, Yeah, that was again, end of September and started treatments in October. I just did chemotherapy treatments of the initials ABVD. I can go into the actual drug definition um, later on in another episode, but um, yeah, ended up doing six rounds of that um, and responded mostly well throughout. So um, not too many extra um, 
you know, extra tests or extra um, supplements during. Um, <laughs> but I smile and I laugh because there's still, as every person who experiences cancer, there are definitely times and rounds that hit you harder and um, bring up other different things, whether it's mentally or physically, for you to deal with on the fly, things that you don't expect. Um, but I made the choice to stay at my university, which I think helped a lot with my mental. I still got to be me, even though I was now me with cancer. Um, and so that lasted through March, like I said earlier. Um, so in March 2010, I had my last round of chemotherapy. Um, and I, I believe I had my last scan at some point, end of April um, or early May. Um, so... That's it in a nutshell, um, you know, and the whole remission side is another part of your journey too, which we'll talk about for sure in another episode. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of layers to what your life looks like during the treatment, who you get connected to right away, whether there are other people getting treatment with you or if it's friends and family that come out and support you. Um, they're friends of friends or connections, depending on if you're open about it or not. Um, the curveball with my story as well is that it was all over social media um, in, a, in a not obvious way, but in a photograph way. Our team traveled all the time, and so everything was documented just from my teammates. Um, cell phones existed and pictures existed, so I can actually see my whole hair loss transition, my whole weight gain and weight loss transition, um, which is another topic as well. So um, yeah, that's my sort of short and long version of my story. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there really is no short <laughs> way of putting a story yeah. like finding out you have cancer. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I was 15. Mm -hmm before Facebook was really a thing for, <laughs> for you know, someone of my age. Mm -hmm. And similar to you, Sierra, I was an athlete. I played soccer. And I can remember not even being able to run a lap around the soccer field. Mm. And you're going to hear a lot of topics that we can unpack, but we're not going to unpack them. But one, <laughs> one thing that... Um, is really important to like really reflect on is that I looked well. Mm. I didn't look like I was sick, but I felt sick. I felt like something was off. I thought that maybe I was stressed out. At the time, my mother was actually hospitalized with her own personal health issues. Mm -hmm. And I was waking myself up for school, dressing myself, feeding myself, and schlepping around school with a backpack that I normally could carry, but it just felt like I was carrying around a boulder because I was just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And little did I know that um, I was actually sick, but I didn't really know where to turn because I was going home alone every day. Right. Um, and so I'm 15 years old. I'm in my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to soccer practice. I can't run. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. I'm going home to an empty house. And, and, and it wasn't until my mother came home from being in the hospital for a couple of weeks that she was able to really grasp 
that I wasn't okay. And so finally she took me to the hospital and that was the first time I ever saw my stepdad cry. Um, and finding out that I was um, sick with acute uh, myeloid leukemia. Um, and so, and actually I was so sick that my hemoglobin level, which is the amount of oxygen carried in your bloodstream was below critical. Um, and for those who don't know what that basically means is I was anemic. So I looked healthy, but I was pretty much not able to transport the oxygen I needed just to walk around school. We might have to have a hemoglobin uh, episode because that's also really big for my diagnosis history as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's something that you cannot see. And so, um, and so my experience with cancer being in um, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia mm-hmm. was actually coming during a time where, you know, as a young adult, especially an adolescent, you're still finding yourself. You're still mm-hmm. growing and, and, and you're always kind of growing in life, but especially in those formative years where you are trying to fit in and, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are. Um, it was a very interesting time yeah. to to kind of be in a hospital and kind of be removed. And I almost felt like being in the hospital, I kind of found myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then um, I was in Children's Hospital for three rounds of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And like Sierra, I also was diagnosed in the fall time, mm-hmm. I believe in September. Um, and I was released sometime in the spring. Um, and what I do remember is the amount of attention I got unexpectedly in the hospital and that along with the journey of like finding myself, I think was very powerful and moving for me. Um, but then it also led me to a place where I, I did not want cancer to define me. And so once I, once I went to college, I actually did not speak about cancer openly mm-hmm. with much of anyone. And I created a distance between me and my cancer. Um, and that will become something that I will be continuously working through during the creation of this podcast. Um, because, you know, like Sierra says, you know, when she went through her experience, she documented a lot of it. Whereas when I went through my experience, I have one picture. Mm. I have one picture and I didn't really talk about it. And so um, unpacking all of this together is going to be such a great experience and I'm so excited for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So in in really speaking about the distance I put in between myself and my experience with cancer... Mm -hmm. I think that really didn't really allow for me to find community in it. Mm. And so, Sierra, can you tell me a little bit more about how we came together Mm. and started finding community in cancer between you and I? Yeah, I'd love to tell the story. Um, So, um, as you all have heard, Vinny and I both have a little bit of an athletic background. 
we both happened to find on our own this free fitness movement called November Project. Um, we'll make more time to talk about that later. But uh, during this time, um, I had found a couple of friends um, that had similar interests um, and experiences, but none that were also cancer survivors. And as a young adult, um, something we talk about and definitely will talk about are, you know, some people don't make it and how do you keep going and how do you keep um, building these relationships when ultimately people die. And um, early on in my remission, I lost uh, two people that were a huge part of my um, mental health and um, also from my hometown as well. And so I had gotten pretty upset and closed off about rebuilding that bridge, but something happened um, in 2015, uh, 2014, and I, I got fed up with not knowing another young adult cancer survivor. And so um, started looking online, as one does in the millennial generation, and I typed in the words, cancer is stupid. Um, and what popped up was a nonprofit group called Stupid Cancer. And I'm smiling because Vinny is wearing a shirt that says it today. And One of my favorite shirts <laughs> given to me by yours truly, Sierra hey. Mist. Hey, I do what I can. But um, so backtrack, I told one of my good friends, her name's Beth. You might hear more about her on these episodes. But uh, she is one of those people that lifts up those around her in really uh, magical ways sometimes. And so um, I told her what my cancerversary was and that it was coming up and um, that I was seeking out this community and all this stuff. So she was supporting my natural, um, she was supporting me going after refinding and reconnecting with this community. And so at the workout, no, the, the November project workout, um, that week that landed on my cancerversary, um, she printed out um, the main mantra of stupid cancer, which is get busy living. And on these <laughs> photocopies, it's like black and white, it's like etched in my head, um, but you can see the get busy living. And she started handing them out and people were pinning them on. And back then I barely showed up right on time. And so I showed up and saw all of this and was overwhelmed, but felt this immense sense of uh, gratitude and support. And a bunch of these runners didn't know me and they were willing to put it on and um, lift me up literally, which they did at the end of um, the workout. I got crowd surfed by a hundred and odd people. Yeah, you did. Gosh. Um, but um, because of that, Vinny then realized that I was a young adult cancer survivor. And, you know, I think I'll need to push this back to you, but I... I remember us like, so we ran uh, together at the workout in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia location, which back then on Wednesdays met every Wednesday at the Philadelphia Art Museum. So we're running the stairs and there's a picture of us running, but I'll let you take it away from here. I don't remember <laughs> all those exact details. Yeah, you know, I don't quite actually remember the capacity in which I brought it up to you yeah. because again, like, like you, I had also lost people. And so I had already in my mind, that wasn't something that I was very forthright with. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't used to being in the presence of someone else in a circle of mine 
having that similar experience. And so I don't necessarily know, because it wasn't very methodical, like how I did it. Like, you know, I, I, all I remember is I knew that I, the door was there. Mm-hmm. And I do remember you getting our peer-to-peer award, the hard hat. Mm. And I do remember being really excited about the opportunity to, to speak with you about this because not only was it exciting, but I had just found this community and I had found it by chance, complete chance. I was invited by someone who was selling Kind Bars. <laughs> Hi, Sarah Brown. <laughs> At Whole Foods, which is where I worked at the time. And Mm -hmm. so it was completely random that I was here. I didn't really know anyone or have any real friends. And so after a couple months of just being present in this community and having someone pop up in my life that shared this experience that I only shared with people that I had known to pass away... Mm -hmm. For me, I saw it, I always saw moments like that as a divine appointment, an open door. Mm-hmm. And so it was in that moment that I was able to strike up a conversation with Sierra. And we just started just talking about a lot of different things that, about my experiences and just, just relating to each other. And yeah, I just remember her throwing a lot of terms at me that, like emotional terms of, I remember her asking me always like, well, how do you feel? And, and I didn't necessarily quite know how to unpack my thoughts about my experience. I never had someone really ask me, especially from a place of like truly understanding. Mm. Um, and so it really not only was finding a community in the fitness um, arena really important, but then it really opened a door to self care in a part of my life that I had never op- had opened up my mind to having. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's we kind of came together, and you know, through that, and I think that. I think a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> bloop, bloop. Newsflash. Vinny Newsflash. thinks a lot of things. Newsflash. <laughs> no one knew that one. <laughs> You're going to hear all of Vinny's thoughts. Don't worry. I'll make sure of it. Yes. And uh, you have to listen and follow for all the good stuff off the air. Yes. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All these bloopers are going to be quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh. Back in 2015, March 2015 is when we met. Yeah, like officially. Because it's not like we started talking about this and we were like, yay, best friends, we right. both have cancer. And I think that, you know, but I think that in some ways, even though we weren't that way, we were still really close, like emotionally. Yeah. Um, but I think also at the same time, we also didn't want to make our connection about cancer. Mm. Or only. Or only about cancer. And so it was an interesting, like, dynamic because we're in this big group of people. Mm -hmm. We're getting to know people that resonate with us in different ways. And, like, 
yeah. and we, we share this with this bond that is like that by the way like happened almost like by by you know by none other than what seems like fate mm -hmm. and like it's almost too compelling of a connection of a person in your life to ignore mm -hmm. but then also at the same time you don't want to make it all about like just cancer. And so I think that's one of the things that this podcast is really about is how do you how do you really weigh how do you really weigh that those kinds of things not just like with other people but also within yourself. Like yeah. how can you relate with someone that also has cancer without it being also just about cancer. Yeah. You know, and I think that we've we've continued to really work together towards this space. Um, and it's really been amazing. We've been friends for five years now. Yeah. Five, five years. Five years come March. Yeah, five <laughs> years come March. And so, you know, and we're both Pisces. So I feel like, you know. Look out, world. I know. So, <laughs> I, yeah, it's just a lot of energy, a lot of. Oh, what's your rising? Just <laughs> <laughs> What's your rising? <laughs> Another episode. Yeah, another. We have a lots of things coming your way, so yeah. no worries. Uh, continue listening, and you will hear all of the deets. Yeah. No, I have one other um, side, if you will. Um, the main thing that Vinny and I valued, other than the free workout and connecting and uh, with anyone and everyone, was breakfast. And breakfast was a huge part of mm. what we did after each workout. Tila's. Tila's um, food has a way of holding space for conversation. And so I can't even tell you there were anything from like 20 minute quick breakfast to hour, maybe even hour and a half. I don't know. I can't remember, but we were pretty good about making time for breakfast, at least either after the Wednesday or the Friday. And um, that definitely, I would say, started to glue and uh, gel the relationship outside of the workout and into more of the life topics versus just working out or cancer. Um, you're really hearing about the whole person. So food. Yeah. And I remember, I remember having that get busy living slip of paper. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I thought that it was for me that that get busy living, um, that get busy living saying actually hit me in a, different way because I had actually learned about this band called Goldfish. Mm -hmm. They're a South African band who plays a lots of different like instruments. Mm -hmm. And they actually have a song, Get Busy Living, that I think at that time in my life, I was really, you know when you get on a song and you're just replaying it? That was a song that I was definitely on a lot. <laughs> I actually even think that I invited you to a concert because mm -hmm. they were touring in Philadelphia around that time. Yeah. Because I was really super excited about this connection and just like that that mantra and it just it just lit me up so much to have all these things coming together and it was such a dynamic time and electrifying time and I can remember that breakfast so well. I remember being at the end of the table, taking pictures with the get busy, mm -hmm. busy living sign, and I was so excited to have someone in my life that I can just share that energy with, that like yeah. to actually know what it's like to like be in a space and just like just be living and just like be figuring out like what it means to 
to live. Yeah. So to our audience, uh, I would like you to reflect on what it was like to find out that you or a loved one had cancer. So to wrap up this episode, just like the word of the episode, we're going to leave you with a call to action, a reflection question, whatever it is um, for you to take out into the world, because that is our hope that this podcast will ripple throughout the community. Um, So today's question is more of a reflection question, and we would love for you to think back to a time that you or a loved one a coworker, um, you know, however you are connected to a person that may have gotten diagnosed with cancer this past year over your lifetime. Um, what did that look like? Um, were you involved? Were you finding out through social media? Were you um, just at the same school as them? Um, what were some thoughts and feelings that came up for you? Were you able to talk to them? Did you run away? Did you ask a billion questions and overwhelm them. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear about it in the comments below. Share your story, all these stories. And and thinking about over the years, how much I've personally grown in my self-care journey. One thing I've realized is that in sharing these stories, we all have opportunities to open doors to being a better version of ourselves. Mm. So by reflecting on these questions, it really is not just an opportunity for for yourself, maybe to go back to that that moment, but also it's an opportunity for people to connect with with your experience and to really come out of that reflection as a better version of themselves. So thank you so much for um, being here with us, mm-hmm. for listening. And on our shenanigans, <laughs> um, we are so glad that you are here. Yes. And fade out. <laughs> and cue the music. And um, cue the music. Yeah, no. Vinny, this is going to be such a wild ride. I'm glad you're my partner for this. Yeah, get busy living. <laughs> Thank you for listening and being with us. Um, my name is Vinny Scent. I am CR Mist. And this has been Life with a Side of Cancer. Please, please, please do not forget to follow us on social media at Cancer on the Side. We have an Instagram and Twitter that you can follow us on. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please feel free. You can submit an email to us at CancerOnTheSide at gmail.com anytime. We would love to hear from you. And we are thankful to have you here at the table with us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Peace.